You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Yeah, we are. We out here. We out here. We are living our best life on the opposite side of the fascist state of Florida. <laughs> uh, let's just dive right, right in, why don't we? <laughs> Motherfucker. I don't know if you saw this, but thousands, you know, because Florida introduced a new law about immigration and having to show papers. And if you don't show papers, you could be arrested, deported, whatever that looks like. And it holds employers to that same regard, like they could be fined. So right now in Florida, all construction areas are completely empty. No, like they stopped mid building strawberry farms, desolate, like wow. gone. Truck drivers are now saying they're not going to deliver cargo into Florida. Wow. That's, that, I mean, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. He's making a mess of that city. And he even has the Chamber of Commerce mad at him. And Chamber of Commerce are notoriously, um, they're just pro-business. And they don't really care about who governors or anybody are. They just want to make sure businesses are taken care of. And they're mad at him. I mean, sir, it is. It is a kludgy, as we say. It's a it is fucked up. And you know, you you think I think growing up, you always thought politicians were smart. They go to school for political science, and then the older you get, you sort of become you're not as naive anymore, right? You, you just and so you think that these people in Florida would work collectively together to think what's the ramifications if and when like we pass this bill like what's gonna happen what could really you know they're just sitting there like what could really happen they need the money they need to right. they, need, they need you know i hate that they that i'm putting up air quotes but they need the money so they're gonna work people with papers without papers they all united i have i have never seen anything just i mean it happened fast and you know what um the science says because we have 800 years you know just of, doc, of documents, like of data rather, not documents, but data that shows that whether someone or not is um, a citizen, it doesn't matter. That the net effect on the economy and on the country is a net positive because the taxes paid and the money that's spent in as, as consumers, it's a net positive. And for Florida to then say, look, that, that bill he signed, for Florida to say what is in that bill, it's not just that, um, there is, it's a multiple things. One, DeSantis' bill says that, that anybody, any worker um, has to go through the federal um, uh, citizenship. Uh, it's like a computer program. You, you put your name and stuff in there. Now, businesses, Medium and large businesses are already required to do that. Like that isn't anything new, right? And but we know for a fact that in some industries in this country, particularly construction and farming um, and and others, that a large percentage of the work that's done is done by either recent immigrants, green card people, or people who are here and are not citizens. And you know what? Americans don't, don't care. You know why? Because we want lettuce to be a dollar a bag. Yeah. Right? We want very cheap fruits and vegetables, and we want to be able to buy homes and live in apartments that we can afford. And Americans don't care. But every now and then, some, some idiot like DeSantis will say, no, we're going to stop it. He even said, well, you know what? We're going to clear all those illegal immigrants out of those jobs and Americans are going to get those jobs. And you know what? Ain't Amer no American is doing shit. <laughs> are you kidding me? You know, it's funny. We always, we, every once in a while we talk about <clears throat> my veganism and I, I don't use this platform to talk 
about why I do it all the time, but it's not only the oppression of animals, it's the oppression of people. Like, so how those conditions for some of those immigrants that are working, not just in Florida, but just across the country, those illegal immigrants trying to stay under the radar, being oppressed, being abused, forced to do the slaughter of animals. Like it doesn't just stop there with illegal immigrants. It's a, it's an oppression across the you know United States of America and everybody, as long as they don't see it, they are ignorant to it. They refuse, a lot of Americans refuse to see the darkness that goes behind the oppression of, of, a, of a living being, yes, human that, or non-human. No, no, that, that's a really good point. And so I, I checked, there are currently, now this is, isn't just Florida, but currently there are 500,000 unfilled construction jobs. <laughs> 500,000. And one of the reasons, now, if we just go back to Florida, Florida, of course, Florida, New York, uh, Texas, and California are the largest um, construction job uh, states because we're the largest states, right, population. And so just looking at Florida, you know, their share of that, you know, tens of thousands of, of jobs, but also tens of thousands of um, farming jobs, just labor, right, just labor jobs. And they have, he also included in that bill that if you, so say, say I'm in Florida and I have a friend and me and that friend drive over to Georgia for like a party or something. And I'm coming back into Florida. I could be stopped. And if, and if my friend was not a citizen, I can now be charged with felony human trafficking. Oh my God. I don't think I read that. Right. That is, I mean, it is batshit crazy, and and, it, and it's like, and this is not an exaggeration, it's like those fascist laws that tries to uh, force people to tell on people, right? Because I could be, it could be like a group of us, and I, I, don't, I don't know if you're a citizen or a not citizen, and I, I, frankly, I don't, I don't ask, yeah. Right, but now I could be charged with a felony, human trafficking. He put that, that is- he put that in there. That is the equivalent of snitches get stitches. Like it, it really is. It, it really is, and it just it it just oh it is God. off. It is off on so many levels. Like it's off on so many levels because you're not talking about people like um, the former president said, just rapists and murderers. You're talking about people who are actually working, working, doing the hard right. shit. Because you know some people, blue collar workers. You know, back in the day when my grandfather worked for the American Can Company and, you know, my dad did the manual labor, the shit that people mm-hmm. just don't want to do. Exactly. People just don't, don't want to do it. And do it. right. And, and you have you have um, the, the, the infrastructure bill that President Biden signed um, last year or something. Those federal dollars are going out to states, even in even the states that voted no. Right. And the dollars go, the dollars go where they go. And there are hundreds of millions of dollars in Florida that Florida businesses are saying, we can't get this money because we don't have people that could do the construction, the infrastructure work that the federal government is giving us money for is just sitting there. And yeah, and so they put, and so, so now they're saying, well, so we're having to pay are skilled workers, which is really an offensive term, right? Yeah. To say that, you know, someone's someone's in the fields picking fruits and vegetables and someone doing construction aren't skilled, but they are. But they're saying that they have to pay their skilled workers more money because there's such a demand because they have so many job openings because DeSantis has signed this law that said these people can no longer work. So it is is having uh, a ripple effect across that economy and it, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense for him to be going to war with people who actually want to work. Yeah, it, like choose your battles. You know, we, we there's a there's a certain level of like, dude, simmer down. I don't know. Is this the same state that will also um, arrest you or put your child in foster care? It could be one of those other, like maybe Dakotas that your child can go into foster care if you are doing any sort of transgender support 
I guess I might be the best uh, way to look at it. Yeah, there's a couple of things because they they just did that, and I think um, uh, I want to say it was either Missouri or Idaho or something like that. And Texas has some stuff. The red states are doing very very um, anti human rights laws surrounding uh, gender and um, tra- the, the, specifically the trans community. And I, I'm sure Florida is right at, right at the cutting edge of that as well. It's insane because we. I, I think I, I sent you something the other day and I don't know a lot about the end game, but the convention of states. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, that, that's a boy. That is some that is some deep shit right there. Like, that, yeah, it's like there's this underlying because my understanding is the convention of states allows that once states have enough power, it can actually, they can, they can um, take away even federally. So they can take away if, if Biden overcomes it or over, you know, says, no, we're not doing this, that a convention of states actually has the ability to change the constitution. Yeah, there's, there's some deep constitutional laws about that. And, um, and, and there is a, um, there is a movement um, where um, after it's been going on for a while, but it really accelerated with Donald Trump and his January 6th people uh, spouting that the election was stolen. And, and you know, there's like that was bullshit. Then is bullshit now. However, one of the outcomes of that is that Republican legislatures around the country um, have been passing laws that have been that gives them a lot of different powers. So we saw it, it just happened in Texas where Greg Abbott or Greg A. Butt, as I call him, he just signed a law that says if the city of Houston, which has the largest black voting population in Texas, and most of these laws are directed at black people. Let's just be clear about that. So he's he gave himself, he gave Republicans, legislature, and himself the power that if if Houston runs out of ballots, that they can know all the votes from that, from that city. And so why that's important, you go, well, why would they run out of ballots? Well, in 2020, the, the state of Texas didn't send them enough ballots on purpose. Wow. They just sent them. And so they said, well, we, we will do that. And so um, in Mississippi, Mississippi just um, for, for I, I think it's in Mobile, but I'm not... I could be wrong about the city. They just taken a, a district that is predominantly black, got rid of all the government that was black people, and then installed an all white judicial government for this black area and says, now this is, is who is in charge in this area. That's it. And so and so the this movement you're talking about is is part of that. It is Republican legislatures giving themselves more power to overturn elections, to invalidate um, ballots. And, and then in doing that, they can say, it doesn't matter who won the vote um, in our state or in these districts, we are going to say these are the winners because we have created a law that says we can invalidate either the votes, the electors, or something like that. And so if you consolidate that around enough Republican-led um, states, then you can effectively do um, a type of coup, right? A type of a coup that says, regardless of the national um, election outcome, as Republican states, we are saying we're not signing under that. We're signing onto this. And that means we're giving all our electors and all these things to Republican candidates. So even though they lost, now we're, we're making them the winner. And so, and so, and it's really interesting because, because it's not new, unique, or even particularly creative. It is no different than what Republicans did um, or what the Confederate did back in the 1800s. Yeah. It's no different. It's the exact same thing. It, it is, and, it, and it's this. It comes down to this, a very simple statement. We can't win honestly, so we're going to figure out a way to legislate cheating. And that's what they've been doing. I mean, yes. hence, the, hence the election and Fox News paying billions yes. of dollars for false news. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's just the whole fear mongering. And I think this convention of states is it's that it, it is also a little bit of that fear mongering that listen, if we get I, I, if I remember correctly, if I'm wrong, somebody will tell me. But it, I think it requires like 34 states to to yes. to 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 ratify it to change power, which then gives all of the power it restricts the federal power and then just gives it all to the states and the people but the people yes. i don't think is really i don't know it does it yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it, it's limited because it's it, it it gives it to the states and it will be given to the states where republicans are and so and that's why i was saying it's not a new or unique um argument it's it's the legislation uh the legislating of the old states' rights arguments. And that's the same argument that the Confederates made. And they still make today, the people who run the flag, they go, well, it's states' rights. But if you drill down on that, state rights to do what? To do what? Like, is it state rights to protect me, a black man? Or is it state rights to, to protect something else or somebody else? And as we saw with the Confederacy, because it's, it's right there in all the documents, it was to protect the right to own people. Yeah. Right. And so if you say, well, no one's going to try to own people today or something like that. How do you know? You, I mean, we didn't think we'd be where we're at right now with all these laws right. overturning Roe versus Wade. We wouldn't right. we would we would never think that we have the most mass shootings and we have one. They just had one in Texas and one of the gentlemen that was trying to help people. I mean, he overturned people and their and children that were shot and killed from the AR-15. They had no faces. And, you know, in Texas, I just heard, was reading about a woman that came into a shooting range in Texas, asked for, they didn't have an AR-15, but another gun. I don't know guns, but it was a gun that's able to hold like, to, to fire off 900 rounds. Yes. So gives her information, does all that jazz legitimately leaves the shooting range with all the ammo and the gun. And she gave all false information when she went to do, go to the shooting range. So now there's a woman in Texas who wow. has a military uh, weapon of destruction with 900 right. rounds. Ooh. And, and Texas is also about the past. So a lot that says you could be 17. You could be 17. Right. No background check, no limits, no, Oh, no practice, no nothing. And compare that to, we know, science knows, and this is why the Supreme Court changed the law a few years, some years ago, that our brains do not finish developing until our mid-20s. Think right? so men are like, to me, I think men are, it's like 40s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's the whole maturity. That's the whole other thing, but you're right. <laughs> Right. And that's why the Supreme Court struck down. Uh, that was in the 2010s or maybe the 2015s or something. But they struck down life, a life sentence for underage people. Right. They struck that down. They said it's you can't do that because we know scientifically that the brain doesn't fully develop. It doesn't finish developing until the mid 20s or something. And so it means that, you know, our, our cognitive cognitive abilities are not full and we make mistakes and errors and judgment and risk assessment, all these kind of things. And so you can't give an underage person, even if they're a killer, life in prison, right? Without, without parole, you, you have to work through that. But at the same time, Texas is saying, just give a 17 year old an AR-15. And they can't even vote yet. And they can't even vote. An AR-15, something that is designed to kill a lot of people very quickly and to those, those bullets blow up inside of bodies. Like they oh, blow God. up, in, and like, like, that, like, that, like that sheriff said, that, that girl's body was right there. He, he turned her around, she didn't have a face. Like, didn't have a face. And that yeah. guy, yeah, and I, I wrote about that in my, in, my, in my blog today, that that guy, Mauricio Garcia, 33 years old, he was kicked out of the military in a few months because they, they knew he had mental health issues. In a but few yes, months, he got a gun. In a few months, he was kicked out, but he went right home and was able to buy AR-15s. Like, like it was nothing. And now remember, you know, one Republican talking point 
to gun violence is, well, it's not the guns, it's the mental health. We need to do something about mental health, right? Well, Texas eliminated most funding for mental health treatment. Oh my God. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say it's mental health and then don't fund it, right? And then say, well, 17 year olds can buy weapons or this 33 year old, he can just, and all his writings were all out there, right? Nazi stuff, white supremacy stuff, him posting all the pictures as he's buying all these weapons and all this stuff. And he just and body armor and he goes out and does what he does. Did they kill him? I didn't even know. I did, I tried not yeah. to kill him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. he did. He was he was killed. And um it's just it's just a mess. And yeah, so we're the, we're number one, right? In, in gun violence in the country. And, and like we're that. number one in like mass incarceration. Like, I mean, yeah. I, you put those two things together, like why how I don't know how anybody can stand up and be like, oh, I love freedom. We're not really free. I mean, you know, you we've watched the newsroom and there's an opening scene in there. I was just talking to someone about it. And it's really powerful because someone in the audience says, what, what do you tell people, you know, when you say America is the greatest country? And he was like, we're not. And he went down a list of everything. And that was like 2000, I don't know, feels like 2012, 2014. Uh-huh. And, you know, I heard someone say, you know, you always hear this. Well, it's my right. It's my right uh, to own a gun, right? Like I, all that bullshit that people say. Which, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. It almost is the equivalent of okay, so we're not going to take away that right. So why do you take away my right of of drinking and driving? Because the car right. actually killed the person. Right. I didn't. Like, right. why don't you take away my right? I should be able to. It's my right. It's my freedom to drive if I'm drunk. why can't i take away why can't you i shouldn't have to go to jail for that if i kill two people drink drunk driving i mean that's my right so it's this it's this oxymoron conversation about people protecting their rights and the amendment like they automatically think we're coming for all your guns like that is not it's not even remotely close to that oh that's right it's not even remotely close to that and it's just a it's just a stupid scare tactic. There are 400 million guns in America, in Americans' hands today. We and have 320 million, what do we have? 330 million people in this country? Yeah, yeah. And there, there's so many. And so no one, in my entire life, Republicans have always said they're trying to take your guns. And in the meantime, gun sales have never not done better. That. Yep. Right. It's just, it, it's just, it's just fear-mongering, as they say. And it's really dumb. And, you know, if you're right about that freedom thing, because- you know, freedom has multiple definitions, like just like you were saying, what about your freedom to do this, your freedom to do that? And we have, you know, we have to call a thing a thing. We have religious people and they're, and they're religious Christians who have decided that we all should live under their beliefs. And I'm like, you know, I, you know what, you practice your religion all you want or your faith, or whatever it is, but I don't want to be in your religion. I don't want the Ten Commandments in my classroom. Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't want all that stuff. And you know what? There's a reason that we have a constitution versus, you know, a Bible as our law, like the, all that kind of craziness. But those people think that because they have a belief, we should all just do what they say. And that, that, that that's sick. It's sick because, you know, you think about we're going to say it's the Republican side. You know, you th- most people probably don't know the Ten Commandments. I grew up in a religious household. Well, I mean, not religious, like there's crosses everywhere, but I went to a Catholic school for the first six years, church on Sunday, church a couple times a week. And most people, I can still to this day recite the Our Father because it's just ingrained in like uh-huh. a muscle memory. But most people don't know the Ten Commandments, right? So they don't realize, right. they think about thou shall not commit adultery, thou shall not murder, right. thou shall not steal. But, you know, one thing that always stands out when you think about it is like, you shall not make no idols. Um, it, right. So not make no idols, but then they are Republicans, majority, 55. We know the numbers, 55% women are making Donald Trump an idol. Like yeah. still protecting yeah. him after he was found guilty or liable in, you know, in a civil court, because there's a difference between criminal and, and civil, but um he, he, he is found guilty and women will say it's a hoax. Right. Crazy, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. The oh fuck my is God. happening? Yeah. You know, I, right. I've even, 
I don't even, I, I saw this um, uh, Bible scholar talk about, okay, you want to put the Ten Commandments in schools, which is stupid, let's just get that out. But he said, which version do you want? There are multiple versions. And, <laughs> and it's not just 10, it's like a hundred or something like that. And he was going through all the different, all the different iterations, you know, for the past 300 years and all this kind of stuff. And who did, you know, different, different sects of Christians have different versions of it. And, you know, which ones do you want to put? And then, okay, now it's sitting there on, on your wall. Now it's sitting on your wall. Does that mean that no one's going to come shoot up your kid's school? Like what's going to happen? Protect you. <laughs> right. Is it a force field? Like what is it going to do? Is it bulletproof? <laughs> right. And, and look, teachers got all kind of shit on their, on their walls and not shit, good stuff. Cause he just put good stuff on the walls from, you know, preschool through, I don't know, 12 or something. Ain't nothing protecting nobody. Nothing. Ain't nobody. And, and all the thoughts and prayers in the world have not stopped one single bullet. Nope. It's wrapped it none. up actually. Exactly. None. So you know what? You keep doing your thoughts and prayers and you know, I don't want my kids sitting in a classroom thinking that your Ten Commandments on the wall is going to somehow protect them from little Johnny down the street who's seventeen and got an AR fifteen. It's it's incredible, and you know those same Christians. You can ask. I mean, devote. I'm talking devote. You've got people that pray and go to church and and value and respect and have a God that they pray to, which I I respect the the choice in that. No do, no judgment. I. I'm happy for you if that's where you find your peace. It's the it is it is the extreme Christians that have the audacity. Well, let's just say the caucasity, because I mean most mm -hmm. of the time they're white. They have the caucasity to say um, to be so religious, but to think that they never question themselves that if God was so great and gave free will then why didn't he just make people that don't shoot people? Like, why doesn't he just give, take away that free will to even create a murder? Like, why doesn't, why doesn't he do that? Very simple. You know what? I, it's funny you bring that up because I got a question, an observation. Okay, you know, this Bible story says that the devil was named Lucifer and he was in heaven, right? Yep. And this is like before the earth was created. And, you know, he was like, you know, all that. And then he decided that he wanted to be like, be God, not just be like, like, like the it guy, the it angel. He wanted to be like the guy. And so, and it's like this Bible mythology, that's some weird stuff. So there was a war in heaven and then the devil uh, was kicked out along with one third of the angels. So 33 33.3 percent of the angels left with them. Like they were on his side, right? And they left, and they and then they became demons. Like this, like this kind of theology. Now, now let's just consider this for a moment. The devil and those angels were literally in heaven with God. Like they were, you know, can live forever. All that, but they chose to say, you know what? We out of here. You're too much for me. Okay. Now, now look. Now you're in heaven. You're with God right? Everything's perfect. You live it forever. You're immortal. Everything's, because that's what we're told. Heaven is perfect, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So now, and then forever, like billions of years or trillions or whatever. So now we get 80, 85 years on this earth. You probably get 110 because your your genes. <laughs> and say, I don't, these, these Christians say, I don't go to church. So I should get the same punishment as the devil who was with God for billions of years, I had I had 85 years. But I should get the same eternal punishment. That makes absolutely no sense. 0. 0.0. 0. Right? 0. I mean, no sense. And then you know what? And it's like worse than that. Because apparently, according to Christians, the devil is still alive. So the devil is still alive. He is all over the world all at once. He's literally a god. Like, and... <laughs> But I get 85 years and, you know, I'm sleeping with my girlfriend before we marry and I should get eternal damnation. <laughs> you know what he literally like? disrupted heaven. How is that there? It's not because it's, you know how when, when, when the, um, 
JWS telescope came out with the nebula and all those new galaxies that they found. And you and I had a conversation and said, it is so, uh, it's it, to see something we're seeing the sun eight seconds or like, what is it? Eight minutes after the light. And these, some of these universes or galaxies are like 13.5, but we're seeing them 13.5 billions later. I mean, they're, if we want to see them today, we have to wait another 13.5 billion years. Remember we had that conversation. Yes. And yes. I kept saying in that, that it is, when you say the words, it sort of makes sense, but it is so mind-blowing to even comprehend the speed of light and, and the universe. That's exactly what I think about what you just said. Like it, I can't, I, I can't make fundamentally logical sense of how the thought process is for those extreme Christians. I just can't. Yeah, it, it, it right. It cannot, it cannot be reconciled. It, it doesn't make sense. And oh my God, it can't be reconciled. That is such a great fucking statement. Yeah, it just, you know, you, you were talking about space and I was, I was watching a space video on TikTok, the space scientist. And look, space is always mind blowing. Like it's just always mind blowing because it's too motherfucking big, right? It's too big. It's too big. And this, this lady said, okay, she said, okay, take two galaxies. She was answering a question. Take two galaxies and that, you know, a, a galaxy like the size of our galaxy, Milky Way, which is 100,000 light years across. It, it would take, it takes light 100,000 years to get from one end of our galaxy to the other, right? At the speed of light, which is crazy. Okay, but now take another one that size and say over billions of years, these two galaxies collide. And collide is really the wrong word because they, they merge, it's more, it's more like it. And so, each galaxy has like a trillion stars. Like it's just, it's mind boggling these numbers. And then these, these galaxies merge right over billions of years. And so maybe, maybe their black holes do literally collide. And so now you have two galaxies that merge. They have trillion, that say they have a trillion planets or stars, not planets, stars each, right? And they merge. Space is so big that even though two trillion items are merging, they never come in contact. Uh, and that's just yeah. two galaxies <laughs> out of trillions that are out there. Like they never, ne they never come in contact. None of the planets or, or stars ever merge and they stay light years apart. Like it's, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. I can't. So when we, when we talk about what you did in regards to theology and the Bible, and you think about how, how do you, how do you give justification for somebody that's on this planet for 85 years to someone billions of years? The comparison there is just so extreme that you just, you can't fathom the logic behind it. Like there is nothing that anybody could say. Right? that could make me comprehend that that's even right. It just, it, it, yeah, right. And, and there's no way that our 80, 85 years, that if there, if there is a God as Christian defines that, as Christian, Christians define that God, if that particular God exists, there is no way that that God is a nice person. There's no way. There's no way, there's, there's no way. Like, like, and, and the fallback position for Christians for like famine, genocide, slavery, abuse, murder, you know, uh, you know, earthquakes and all this. The, the, the fallback is always, well, God is all knowledgeable and all powerful and um, or God is mysterious or we must trust God. And all this or he gives stuff. you free will. So people choose to do yes. that. And my thought process is he should have created a community of not having free will because then you wouldn't have like you wouldn't have mass murderers and rapists like to defend that to say, well, God also gave you free will. Well, why did he give me free will to do that? Right, like he, right. He, I I can't comprehend that. So I, right. it's, I, it's, I don't get it. And you know what? And I am, I am like, I, I, I abstain from telling people, you know, what to believe or how to believe yeah. or stuff like that. Cause you know, that look, do your thing. Yep. Do what you want to believe. And I, you know, and I respect it. Like, I'm not going to like talk down to you or anything like that. Cause that's your beliefs. So that's fine. I just know for me, for me that, and I know this won't apply for you. 
but for me, there's three things. If there is quinoa, kale, or yogurt in heaven, I don't want to be there. <laughs> I don't want to be there. I do not want to be there. Like, like sign like, me up for hell. <laughs> right? Like if you you try to serve me some fucking kale. <laughs> what about I'm, crispy kale? <laughs> I'm turning right back around. I'm like, you know, you know what? I didn't live 85 hard years. Dodge a bullet to America to get some kale as a reward, some kiwa. Man, man, I'll be fighting. Look, 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 look. My girlfriend, my fiance, she she was on an airplane recently, and the snack they gave was United, was a bag of, uh, uh, it was kale. No, it was quinoa cookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. See, and I would have said, give me a parachute. Taking this plane down with me. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like Tom Cruise just jumping out there. <laughs> oh my God, sir. I have to tell you that I, so my brother came up here to visit for a little while. And I, I asked him if he wanted to, you know, stain my fence, make some money. And so he came up and he, we were here on Saturday, we were playing cards with the family. My mom and dad came over, my sister playing cards. And my dad, my brother starts talking to me about this show um, called Jury Duty. Now it is on a platform called Free V, F-R-E-E-V-E-E. And let me tell you this concept because you're going to lose your fucking mind. So the concept is, and you can find it on Amazon Prime if you just type in jury duty. Okay. Um, the concept is that there is a jury for a trial and everybody yes. is an actor except one guy. Oh. <laughs> so. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait, do you know, do you know who the actor is? Everybody, we know who the one guy that's not an actor. So oh. everybody else that he interacts with on this fucking jury, like, you know, you're not even supposed to talk to jurors about the case. Like they hang out all the time. I'm telling, and James Matson. so you know the actor James Matson. you're probably going to say, is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Like you're going to say, don't get a little <laughs> <sick."> <laughs> um, James Matson. he was in, uh, I think X-Men and a couple other like, um, superhero movies oh yeah you know what he played uh cyclops and also my daughter loves him because he is in hairspray as corny his name is corny something or other like he's like the the yes. dance yeah the weekly dance host guy she loves that yes guy. and he plays himself on jury duty so it's him as the actor as james manson and he is an alternate and he's pissed off that he's an alternate like i'm telling you it is the poor guy. His name is Ronald, I think. Who's the okay. who? Who is who is the only guy? Not I'm talking the judge, the bailiff, the other jury members, the lawyers, the plaintiffs, the defendant. They are all actors. Oh my god, sir! You will fucking piss your pants. I am telling you. I didn't think I was gonna like it at first. I am starting fourth episode, and I cannot stand it. I can't tolerate. It is so funny. And there's really? like 30 okay, where, minutes. Where, where, where's the streaming? So it's streaming on, you could go to Amazon Prime and then type in jury duty and it'll come up on another platform called Freebie. F -R -E. Oh, Freebie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I love Freebie. Freebie. It's yeah. free movies with the commercials. I'm like, I'm that's good. I love yes. it. Yes. So it's on that. And I, I, I can't even recommend it. I mean, thank God my brother told me, my dad started laughing. They're, you know, they're telling me, you, you just see bits and pieces of it and you just, you can't even believe the outrageousness of these people. And poor Ronnie, who doesn't have any clue that everybody's an actor, is just appalled and, and mystified and confused. That's hilarious. Oh my God, you will fucking kiss your and So he doesn't later. know, he doesn't know that they're actors. No, not at all. Like that's he's, hilarious. Especially because James Matson comes in as an actor. He's like, wait, I gotta, I'm waiting for a director to call me. Like, I'm trying to get on this movie and stuff. And he says, I don't he said I don't he was in some movie called Sonic, I think. So the Ronald said he comes the next day, he's like, Man, I watched your movie Sonic. You were actually really good at it. Like, I'm <laughs> telling you. 
telling you it is so good and there's so many there's an eclectic group of people from old women to an indian man to some a black woman to a hispanic woman like it is a full diverse jury and uh it is you i'm telling that is you a, sonic is a good movie and he is good at it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to watch that because I need some comedy to watch because I've been watching like a lot of horror and a lot of like fiction thrillers or something. And they've been good, but yeah, some comedy would be good. Are you going to watch? Well, okay, so Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I told, I say this every week. It's, it's in its final season. And right now they are doing this show justice, how they're going to wrap this. Like it is really good. I, I, just, they're taking the history of Mrs. Maisel and putting a little bit in the future. And it is so good. And I'm so excited that it's going to be just that it's done really well, but I'm also really sad that it's going away. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is epic. I love it. Um, I know uh, the last thing, the last thing he told me is really good with Jennifer Garner. Uh, I said it last week, it moves a little slow because you're trying to figure out what's going on, but at the same time, I'm still intrigued by it, and, I'm, and it's getting spicier. Um, and then Ted Lasso. I mean, I know this is the last season. Oh, of Ted Lasso. I'm, I'm, I'm behind on Ted Lasso. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, it, it's sad that it's going to be ending. I mean, I understand because you know, Apple TV doesn't keep things for a really long time, sort of like Netflix. They have very few shows that are more than six or seven years. So um, really, really good. I want to, I want to watch Citadel, but I'm going to wait because here's what uh, I'm going to say this really quickly. You know, there's a writer strike happening right now. Yes. And the last writer's strike, I think, was 2015. If my brother, my brother will tell me, oh, you're wrong. I told you already. But it's been a while and it lasted 14 weeks. So that writer's strike back in 2015, 2016 delays shows unbelievably. Like, you know, it did. I remember that. So I'm slowly going to save some shows. Like, I think Citadel with, um, um, he was in Game of Thrones. He was one of the Starks. Yep, yep that guy, um, Priyanka, um, Priyanka Chopra, and she yes. Jonas brother, I think. Yes. So I, I watched. I watched the first two episodes. It's good. It's very good. See, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait because if yep. there's a writer strike, I need to have shit to go back to. That's a that's a very good point. So that one is is very good. It's an action thriller, and it's it's very fast paced, but it's very enjoyable. It's like twisty turny kind of kind of deal it's 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 um it's really good i like it and she was on howard stern too she did an interview with him uh last week or maybe two weeks ago um she's really good you know she she just had a kid with nick jonas i don't know it's one of the jonas yeah one yes yeah yeah and i think yeah right she's she's uh right they just had a baby i forgot about that yep just had a baby so um i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that the power is so good like i it's it's getting the power juicy. is so good so good and I so i don't it. know how many episodes it's gonna be but i watched everything that's there i don't know me too i'm all mm. caught up and okay I, so they're gonna do a season two now they probably didn't start writing that yet which means with this writer strike it's gonna if, if it lasts i mean that's three months that's a long time for that's yeah, that's you know a whole what? season right so um my daughter asked me about the writer's strike and the impact on shows. She was saying like you, like, what do I watch? And this kind of stuff and try to just plot it out. And I told her, you know, something that happened. I don't know if it was the last writer's strike or the one before that was, you know, these actors get booked and they don't come back to shows. Shows just end because they have other projects. They moved on and they can't reschedule all those people again. Yep. So some of these shows will just end. Oh my God. Don't say that. They well, end. yeah. And last time they did a lot of reality shows, and so you know, my brother works in the in in that industry as a cameraman. And word on the street, the possibility is that these shows are going to actually they're going to go to different countries and get shows from them and start playing that. Wow! Like shows that are successful in other countries just start bringing them over here as reality I, TV, I not mean, even filming reality TV here. I mean. Netflix has a ton of that stuff. A ton of like, it. Like the, I mean, those shows, um, The Diplomat, The Night Agent, those are really fun, fast shows. 
on, on Netflix. You know, I, I just started watching. So two that I just started watching. One, I don't know what I was doing, but I kept seeing a commercial. And I said, well, let me just see what this is, because I think it's stupid. And it's on Peacock, and it's called Mrs. Davis or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen the commercials with that lady. She's dressed She's a like nun. a nun. Yeah. So it is a really interesting concept. So it's it's a little bit in the future, and it's sort of like Black Mirror, where this Google-type, um, uh, not really an app, but it's sort of like, it's sort of like Google, but it's just more proactive and it sort of has like like alive in a sense and it's it's just sort of like running society and people are happy with it because it just like does stuff but she doesn't she essentially she doesn't want to be on the grid and this this google thing is trying to force her to do it and it's really it's pretty good. Like, it's just like a TV show. So it's only, I think the episode is only 30, 40 minutes or something, but it's pretty entertaining. She was, um, I'm going to have to think she was, I think her name is Betty, Betty something, but she was also in a show called glow, which was on, um, Netflix, uh, oh, which that's, gorgeous that's ladies lady. of wrestling. Yes. So yeah. she was, she's in, she, she was really good in that. Um, cause she played the woman that, you know, wanted to be a wrestler cause of her husband and she wanted to make herself known. She's like an actress. So she went into the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. That's what glow stands for. So I think, uh, yeah, Betty something, if I remember correctly, yeah, but Betty, she, I Betty liked her Gil- in that. Betty Gilpin is her name. Okay. Okay. And she's uh, also, she's also the lady in that movie called the hunt. Oh, and it's, it's really good. And it's with, uh, her. And what's that actor lady? She played um, a boxer, like Pretty Baby was her name or something like that. Oh, Hillary Swank. Hillary, yeah, I think it's her. Is that her name? Why? No, that was her name. But um, and it's this movie is some shit. It is fun to watch. It's from twenty twenty. It's called The Hunt. But she's in that, and she's a she's a pretty she's a badass. Damn, we might have to keep a list of everything so as people run out of stuff because their shows don't come yes. back due to this random yes. strike. Well, that's a good idea. Ask. And you know what? I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. I also started this show on Apple. You know, Apple shows be good. And it's called The Silo. Oh, I saw previews for that. Yes. And it has um, Daniel Olilowe, I think is how you pronounce his name, and Rebecca Ferguson, and a few other famous people. And it's essentially, like, I think it's in the future, but you don't really know. It's just this, it's an entire society living underground in these Thank silos. And they, they're there because of, we were, it's only like two or three episodes in. You're trying to find out what happened on Earth above, but they're there and you can't get out. And if you say you want to get out, you go out and you immediately die. You immediately die. But there's some, like the mystery of like why they're there. They've been there for like 140 years. Like it's just a society living underground and you're trying to figure out what's happening. And it's just, it's Apple, so it's well done. And I think there's only three episodes out right now, but it's, it's, it's really good. I'm going to keep that on my, there's another one on Apple TV called Extrapolation. Um, and that is with, um, I think Meryl Streep might be in that now. I haven't started it, but I think the concept is like different time periods in which like climate change impacted gun control. Like I can't remember. Oh. Uh, I, I'm going to be so mad because someone was just talking to me about it. Um, and I was like, I did. I don't even remember hearing about that. Um, oh, so I started watching, uh, me and Elian started watching um, Queen Charlotte, the Bridgerton story. Oh, how is that? It, it was only six episodes. It's, you know, that shit is very good. Like, it is just, it is just very good. And, you know, it's like all those other Bridgerton movies or series where, um, the sexual tension is really good and the the humor is there, but also there's always some serious stuff, you know, 
Uh, it's it's really really good. It's it's very well done. Okay, dang. Okay, um, Sienna Miller's in that extrapolation, and I. They, I'll, speaking of Game of Thrones, I think the other guy, oh. um, the, who plays Jon Snow, Kit, he's also in it. Like, I, I'm gonna oh, do. I saw that. I saw the preview for that. Yeah, yes. a big cast. Like you're talking. Forrest Whitaker, Tobey Maguire, Diane Lane, Edward Norton. Like, so they're like set in different time periods. It's pretty oh. interesting. Like, by, like increasingly catastrophic years. So I don't know. I might give it a shot. I'm not sure. They said, you know, radio, people say that even Meryl Streep can't save this show. But the concept sounds, sounds kind of cool to me. Yeah. But yeah. that might be yeah. what I put for... I, I might put down in the books for, you know, no new TV shows because of the writer strike. <laughs> that's a, You know what? That's a really good idea. Storing up some shows. So I'm going to put, put these in the, in the, excuse me, put these in the show notes. And um, so before we go, I just want to say I have been, so, so I've had this, I got this cold like about, about yeah. a month ago, right? A month ago. So I took the home COVID test. It wasn't COVID. And I didn't have a fever or body aches or anything like that. And then it went away completely, like 100% for three whole days. Wow. And then the cough came back, right? Oh. I have these coughing fits, right? So I had a regularly scheduled appointment, doctor's appointment, just a checkup. And when I was with the doctor, I, I was like, you know, um, I got this cold. So they wanted to check my blood pressure because the last time I went, my blood pressure, it wasn't high, but it was, it was it was getting too high so but it was like completely normal i was really happy right and she had given me some pills to take and i was like well i don't know if i want to take the pills. let me just work on it i start exercising more walking more um you know eating better this kind of deal and so so she goes okay and i go i got this cough i can't get rid of this cough and so we went through all these things she said i'll just i'll give you some um some a, a prescription for some cough medicine. I don't know what it is. She said, you don't have to take it, but if you want, you know, one, once or twice a day, it's not a big deal. So I'm like, okay. So the next day I go to the pharmacy to pick up the, um, the, the medicine. And I was still going to get another prescription of the blood pressure pills just in case. Like I just have them around just in case. So I'm talking to the pharmacist lady and I go, oh, can I get a booster shot for COVID? Like that last one that was out. And she goes, well, are you sick? And I go, yeah, I got this little cough. She goes, yeah, because I'm giving you this prescription for this thing. So you can't get a COVID shot when you're, when you're sick. I go, okay, that's fine. And then she looks at the, the, um, the high blood pressure medicine and she goes, you know, this blood pressure medicine, one of the side effects is a lingering cough. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, why did my doctor tell me that? <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you kidding? And she goes, how long have you been taking it? And I go, well, I had the prescription for a year, but I never took it. I wanted to just work on it. But then I knew this doctor's appointment was coming. Out. I wanted to like be ahead of things. So just probably like a couple of months. She goes, yeah, one of the side effects is a lingering cough. I'm like, motherfucker. So it, look, this is that big farmer thing. Like, they give you one pill that causes a side effect, and then you get another prescription for something else. Oh my God. I was so mad. And I, and I, I thank the pharmacist for doing that job, right? Where the doctor was full of shit. Yeah. Crazy. Just, just pushing pills. Right. And you know what? Let me tell you how this is related to voting. Because <laughs> back, right? Because back in the in the 90s, one of the one of the big things that Hillary Clinton, as a matter of fact, as first lady was pushing was healthcare, right? Healthcare, and she tried to get what was what we now call Obamacare or you know Affordable Care Act. She tried to get that passed way back then. And she was she was a first lady. She wasn't, you know, an elected official and it didn't work, but she was able to help him push through a couple of big things. One was that when you have a baby in a hospital, you can't be kicked out. You know, immediately, even if you don't have health care, you have to stay for a while until the, the ensure that the mother is OK. And another thing that came through was pharmacists have to talk to you about the medication you're taking. Oh, 
right? And so that was a direct result of voting. So that's why now you go to, if you get something in the pharmacy, they will say to you, okay, let me, let's do a consultation. Let me talk to you about this. Or they'll say, if you, you're getting the same prescription, you know, you have to hear they'll say, or they have to ask you still, you okay, you, you want to, you know, you can decline yes. it. Yes. Yeah, you can decline that. And so I was thinking about that, that pharmacist, she totally connected the dots of those two medications and COVID in about two minutes. And I waited two months to go see the goddamn doctor. And she didn't tell me shit. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it's crazy because antibiotics, there you even when you think about drugs and how often it's prescribed, right? So antibiotics are just yes. so 80% of the antibiotics that are given that are created are fed to animals. Like that's the, you could find that stat. It could be even higher now. 80% of the yes. antibiotics made are given to animals. So what happened is, what happens is that those, you build up antibiotic resistance. And right. so you can't take an antibiotic. And I think that, again, we are not, we, we should get a crew that, that um, validates and does research to make sure what we're saying is correct. But I think worldwide, there's about 700,000 people that are that die due to having the antibiotic resistance. Like they can't be taken care of because they're resistant to getting the help that they need from the antibiotic. It is. That's yeah. Yeah. And that, that's where those super viruses come from that, you know, over over prescribing antibiotics and they get super resistant to all those strains because most of us i don't know when that's time antibiotics but most of us don't even get pure penicillin anymore it's nope. it's all right it's a derivative because doctors or scientists are always in a battle to stay ahead of the viruses that become immune to penicillin because it's been over prescribed crazy when you think about that so when you think about your medication that the doctors are just giving it to you. Like, it's just, here's a, here's something that'll solve the problem. Whatever, whatever else comes out of that, uh, we'll deal with that next. Like that's legitimately, here's some cough medicine for you rather than, hello Einstein. Let me tell you about the side effect. Did you, is that, is that medication not on any of those commercials? Which which tell you all the side effects? Oh my God. It's not like, it's not. And so I, and so and I wasn't like I had gotten it under control. So, you know, I I, I got my my steps up to six thousand. I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to get to twelve, right? Just every day. So, you know, I went on a nice long. I had a really nice long walk today. Just it was like three and a half miles or something. I was just just walking and listening to some podcasts and thinking. And then giving up baked goods, right? Because I, I love a good baked good because yeah. it, it pairs so well with coffee, yeah. right? Just giving up. And then petting back on coffee. Like just, you can't. So I'll drink one cup of coffee now and I'll, and then if I want more, I'll drink decaf and I'll just, I'll, I'll mix it a little bit. So I just get that one cup and you know what? And, and it's working because I am not going to be taking this medication and stuff that leads to more medications and something else and something else. And then before you know it, i got 20 pills in a little pill box. Yeah. Instead of your vitamins, they're labeled as all your drugs. And that's, you know, I remember when Medicare, it was Bush administration, when Medicare had some issues and people couldn't yeah. get their medication. And I knew at that moment, I said to myself, I don't ever want to be, I don't want my body to ever be dependent upon medication. And so I don't take medication. I don't ever want to be on it. Got, you know, it's a privilege not to have to be, uh, I don't even enjoy taking an ibuprofen because I just don't want right. to have that stuff in my body. So it, it because it is, it, it's very similar to what you and I talked about um, in, in regards to going to the doctor, right? So my sister does and has been working in intuitive um, eating. I know she changed the, what the title of that is, but yes. the, the gist of it is this, that, you know, you go into the doctor's office and they always want to weigh you and immediately, whatever that number is without knowing anything about you, the doctor's already making, it already has it in their mind that whatever ailments you're saying that you have, they will say to you, you'll have to lose weight. 
so, so it, awful. It's so awful. And you think about it. I was talking to when I was giving blood, I was saying that to the nurse and she's like, I never even thought about that. I said, so I want a doctor to be able to hear me. I go into a doctor's office and they say, get on the scale. I go, no, I don't, I, you don't need to weigh me today. Cause I don't want right. that to be the sole reason that because the pain in my side or the lump in my throat or the, the right. pain in my back is their easy way out to say, you should, you should probably lose some weight. Like, I don't, you know, I remember my grandfather to because he was overweight. And whenever he come back from the doctor, I would say, you know, how was it? He go, they told me I need to lose weight. That's it. You know, they overweight. He goes, I can tell, like, just like what you just said, I could tell them I hit my pinky with a hammer. They're just going to say, well, you're too big. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter. He said, no matter what he would say, you know, they would just say, oh, wait. And now, you know, look, I wish he had lived longer. He lived to about 80, maybe 70 or 80. And he was overweight from his 30s until he passed. And, you know, and he, all his doctor care or responses were just, that's what he said. It was just, you're overweight. And it just, I mean, your sister's right. Like, that is such a, that's such an awful position in the opening to talk to people. And frankly, I think it's very lazy. Very lazy. And people will go to the doctor. So yes. what happens is you end up not being able to catch diseases sooner because somebody doesn't want to be told or not heard. I guess I should say you're, you don't, yes. you don't want to not be heard. And they'll listen. And the question is, well, come back when you lose 20 pounds. Like it's not even the framing of, you know, the body, every body shape is different. It's very unique. It doesn't just because you have extra pounds on you doesn't make you healthy. So it, it's something I stopped doing it. It's less stressful for me to go to the doctor and never once have somebody has, since I haven't been on the scale has not one doctor told me in any visit that my ailments might be due to my weight, like nothing like, well, and the standard use is a standard of a very small slick group of um uh, young white men and that's not the standard for the world but that's what the doctors use and it's very similar to uh cognitive behavioral therapy that that therapy that is the most common in america is based on the learnings and teachings of studying young white men and it's like okay not that some of the things that i've learned cannot apply to everyone else but there's a reason why women, black people, people of color go to a therapist and can't connect because that, ther- that therapist has learned one thing that is strictly based on one tiny subsegment of humanity. And all the rest of our behavior, all the rest of us are supposed to modify our behaviors and reactions and everything to how they were studied and what they learned from them. And it's just, it's not applicable like that. And it's, and it, it is, and it's very lazy. Very lazy. And so you think about just the medical field, you hope you have a doctor that listens to you. But in most cases, I don't, I never want to ever have that to be any stigma because it is a very um, Eastern European, I, I, we talked about this on many episodes ago, that it was standard on white men in Scandinavia, the BMI, right. and that's what doctors yes. held on to. And Unfortunately, it makes for women, even small women who don't want to, who are triggered by the scale. So it could go to the opposite reverse of someone that is anorexic, that doesn't want to get on a scale because they don't want to be told that they're underweight or right. all of those things associated with a number that's you, you ditch it. So my advice yeah. to anybody, if you're going to the doc, go to the doctor, if you're worried about because of your weight, just say you don't want to get Wait. Now, there will be some instances in which you have to, especially if you have a disease that needs to be modified, because if you drop a large significant amount of weight fast or gain it quickly, the doctor's going to need to modify that. But if you're going for a physical, stand up to that bitch and be like, no, thank you. I'm not getting weighed. It'll make you, it'll give you power. It'll make you feel good. So, yeah, that's good. So, okay. So um, maybe the next time we talk, I can tell you about my adventures with the roof of my house. So we're almost... We're, we're almost there. Um, and it was great chatting with, you, chatting with you. We went a little long. We went a little deep. We try to stay shallow with things. But, you know, we covered some good territory today. 
we had some good stuff. Like I'm, I'm feeling good about this dialogue and we'll yes. talk about your wedding and when it's going to be and colors and all that. So we'll give the audience. Yes. I, got some, yes. I got some stories because I have a planning book that covers everything. I'm lying. I'm, I don't have that. I'm lying. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> a planning book. You mean, <laughs> oh no, is it next year? <laughs> but she does. And it, it is immaculate. So we'll talk about that. So um, check our show notes for uh, movies and, and shows to watch during the writers, save up for the writer's strike. And you'll see all our social um, contacts where you can reach us. Leave a review, share us, and spread the word, rate us, and tell people how wonderful we are. Yeah, and if you don't, we'll find you. We will find you. Have a great weekend, Jen. Yeah, peace out. Bye. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent. <laughs>